Smiles infectious, we all love it. Uh, <laughs> right, we're good to go, yeah? All right, I'm very excited about our guest today. One of them we've already spoken to a few times before, so I won't go on about him. But the other half of our Blues brothers today is a man who knows Carlton as well as anyone. He's been involved in the media for over 10 years now, writing articles, conducting interviews, coordinating content, and studying the Carlton Footy Club. Most recently, he works as a podcast and radio producer for the Herald Sun and 3RW, while causing a heap of debate and heated conversations on social media. His ancestors hail from the same part of Italy as mine. It's none other than Damien Tardio. Welcome, Good boys. James, hello. Hello, James. Hello, Sean. Which part of Italy was it? Was it my mum's side or my dad's side? Oh, it's, I think it's your dad. He's from San Marco and Lamas, isn't he? Ah, oh, yes, you're a paisan. You're a paisan. That's it. So I'm my oh, my family's from aware of this. yeah from Manfredonia. So it's about thirty k's from San Marco. Yeah, Manfredonia is near the beach. Sorry to hijack yeah. this as the Italian. It's on the beach. Yeah, no, Woody, don't worry about it, Sean. Yeah, no, it's about thirty k's. Uh, it was like Red Hill to Sorrento, basically. Exactly, Sean. Manfredonia is almost the equivalent of you know Blagari or Rye Carnival yeah. type atmosphere. Yeah, that's it. Eastern Peninsula yeah. in Italy. It's a good spot, oh, Woody. Have, right, you, have, you, have you been to Italy, Woody? Nah, mate. Nah, I've been down to uh, I've been down to Ligon Strait. It's probably the closest, the closest I've been to Italy. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. it. Well, Damo, what have you been up to lately? You've got the SAC, SAC podcast. You've got That's Life podcast. What else are you you doing at the moment? Yeah, well, recording the SAC podcast of the Herald Sun. We're into the third season. Uh, just finished recording the Herald Sun weekly footy podcast just mm-hmm. before with Mick Warner, Lauren Wood. Scotty Gullen and John Anderson, and uh, where we obviously got the news that the AFL Grand Final is moving to Queensland, first time out of Victoria in 122 years or something like that. So, pretty big news there. Uh, and also, that's Life podcast with Darren Hinch. He's an interesting man. Yeah. And uh, the Get Lost Travel podcast with a bloke called Mark Scorcher Davidson, who Woody knows from 3AW. Oh, Brent, we'll chuck up the links um, in the articles of this as well. What, do you, what have you been up to other than dyeing your hair? Because that looks fantastic. Bleach, bleach through it. Thanks, oh, mate. Uh, I was just a bit bored with the, uh, the hugs and kisses and just thought we'd run a, run a bit of yellow through it. Look a bit like uh, Lisa Simpson with the hair at the moment. But, yeah, uh, nah. It's we're gonna go, we're gonna, thanks, mate. Yeah, going to go blue, I think. Yeah? Next, uh, even though she wants to go pink. But, um, no, look, I, I mean... To be honest, I'm just spare parts at AW, which is great. I love it. I'm really lucky that oh, I had a job in the last six months, which has been great. And uh, lucky that I've been able to panel a fair bit of the the, uh, the footy this year, which has been good. Mm. Uh, pretty much, I'm just Damo's uh, fill-in. So whenever he has a roster, Damien off, RDOs, we like to call it at A-dubs. Um, I'll, I'll jump on and it's great. You know what they say? Always get someone that's a lot less than you to make you look ten times as better. So that's what yeah, Damo that's, does. That's, that's radio one hundred and one, Woody, isn't it? That's good. That's, that's, like... that's why they call that's why they call me ear gaps and more at work, which is fantastic. Um, and then I just sort of answer a few phone calls for for Dido's program, and uh, which is good. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm just sort of all over the shop at the moment, which oh, is uh, hey, good fun. And Woody, hey, don't bury the lead. What about your on-air role on Australia overnight, and and also the award award-winning Remember When on a Sunday? That's right, on Sunday. I tune into that too. Yeah, me too. Sunday <laughs> nights are my favourite when Woody jumps on. Oh yeah, no, it's funny uh, working with guys like Phil Brady. You just never know what you're going to get every week or during <laughs> the week via text messages. But that's uh, that's about it, mate. In Australia, I mean, I like working with um, Tony Moakley and Simon Owens. 
He's a, he's a Carlton supporter as well. And he would have been very disappointed yeah, on the man. weekend, as you boys were, for sure. Oh, I no. want you – I want – Damo, you give me a positive um, from Sunday, and would you give me a negative? But be honest, there's no filter on this program. As Carlton supporters, no, what do you no, feel no. on Sunday? Well, I mean, you feel very underwhelmed in the final siren, guys, because you're in a position to leapfrog Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, GWS, and, you know, just get your foot into the top eight with mm. four rounds to go. So arguably it's Carlton's most important game in the last seven or eight years. It's the most important game to play against Collingwood in 32 years since they played in the final 88. So you're expecting to, you know, put in an effort and put in a four quarter effort, which they didn't do. They, they battled pretty manfully in the first half, but you know, after half time, when you don't kick any goals and your sort of forward line structure falls apart, you know, and then Collingwood really just, they dominated the corridor. I mean, you saw Isaac Quayne or you saw Scott Penelbury, you know, just the time and poise he had. I mean, you know, they were just creating so many opportunities for a really good position. And we just were no match in the second half. I think the positive, though, is Michael Gibbons, how consistent he's been. And obviously, from where he's come from, and there was an Riley Beveridge wrote a great article on the weekend about Michael Gibbons, how there'd been about 677-odd draft picks since he was initially in a draft in 2014 and he'd been overlooked and overlooked and the fact that he's been able to come on and play consistently well this year especially is a real credit to him Woody, your overall negative? Uh, Just pretty much alluding to what Damo just said, it was a massive opportunity for our club that we've been in the dungeons for you know, for a long, long, long time. And it was a really big opportunity to continue channeling that, you know, positivity that David Teague's brought into the club over the last 12 months and, uh, and, and knock the Maggies off. Um, you know, there was a lot of, I think Sam Doherty spoke on a, on a rival station during the week. He's talking about, you know, that we, ever since he's been at the club, we've never been in a position to really challenge Collingwood. And this was the first time and he was really, you know, excited and, I think it, that was just a disappointment feeling of that we've really just cost something up. Um, and just, I, I, it's just really disappointing that second half. I think it's the first time since 1909 that we, Collingwood, have kept the scoreless in a, you know, half a footy. So uh, it was just the second half, you could just see it was going to happen like that. From Even from the get go, Collingwood were on, we were a little bit sleepy. We sort of fought, fought back, then we slept again. And, you know, unfortunately, Carlton, have had, I think it's 16 out of the last 26 games or something ridiculous where there's been a five-goal swing as yeah, well. And, 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 and what do you put that down to, Woody? Do you put that down to the fact that either they run out of legs, which, I mean, you can't do that over the course of 16 games, or does David Teague have a plan B and a plan C? I put it down to a lack of on-field leadership. I think it's as simple as that. You know, our leaders... And I'm talking about, like, your top five or six players, like your Cripps, Doherty, you know, those sort of characters, Simo, they're going to, Eddie Betts, they're going to lead and they're going to do what they're going to do on front. But unfortunately, it's that next core of leaders, those next young emerging guys that we just don't see enough of stepping up on the, on the ground, if that makes sense. So I think it's down to a bit of leadership, down to, a bit, uh, down to that losing culture. When you play in a club or in a team, and I can say it locally, you know, you know, when you play in a team and you just say, here you go again, you know, at my footy club cannery, like when, you know, probably we've just started to get on the back end of that. Like when you've been in a club that's been flogged consistently 
that little voice in the back of your head goes, oh, here we go again. We're gonna, we're just going to get rolled. And you've just got to be mentally tougher than that and go, yeah. no, we're going to stand up and we're going to fight this. Yeah, so speaking of, a little bit of that. Speaking of here we go again, I mean, from the outside, it looks like Sunday aside. Say the Blues finish just outside the eight, they finish ninth or tenth. From the outside, it looks like that's a tick. They're on the way up. They're improving. But from a fan's perspective, do you go, oh, here, it, here we go again. We've just missed out. There's no guarantee next season we're on the way up. So what, what's oh, your... Look, no, what's Oh, I mean, James, I don't really think so because at you know at best, I think Carlton are no better than a 9 to 13 mm. side at the moment. So I think anything you know in the top eight would have been overs for me at the start of this year. So yeah. I wouldn't say you know we're in a position where we're failing at the moment, but I think there are what disappoints me are there are long parts in games that they just check out and they go missing. And I think the improvement, though, this year has been the gap between Carlton's worst and Carlton's best. That's closed up, and I'm, I'm happy about that. You can see the development there. But now you've got to look at the little parts in games where they just, you know, fall to bits. And, you know, like if you think back to round two against Melbourne, you know, they were leapfrogged by five or six goals. You know, they fought back into the game, but it was a little too late, and they got done by less than a kick. So, you know, that might be a result that cost us the final spot. Um, interesting, Woody, though, you mentioned Sam Doherty. I think another thing that's impacted the Blues for a big part of this year and the last two or three years is the fact that we've never been able to have both Doherty and Nick Newman on the park at the same time. And I think having those cool heads off halfback are a real positive for the team, which we haven't been able to, which we have not been able to capitalise on. One of my favourite players in the AFL is Caleb Daniel, and they call him the architect because he sets up the play from, from down back. And I feel that Doherty started off the year really well and playing that architectural role where he was really aggressive with his ball use. But he's unfortunately, when you, when you miss a lot of time out, you sort of go through those lulls. And he's been really good this year. He'll come top six in our BNF, and you know, he's, a, he's going to be a superstar player moving forward. But we haven't had that person that's been really aggressive with their ball use behind the centre line. And I think Nick Newman would have been that person with penetrating left foot, not afraid to, to pull the trigger on kicks. Um, and I think we've really missed that, that that person that's not afraid to, to do that scary kicking board or, you know. Um, and I think that's where we've become a little bit pedestrian, moving the ball, transitioning out of our back 50. And I think that's been a massive cause as to why we've lost at least three of our games and one of them was on Sunday. We were and, just and, really slow. And what I would like to see, you know, if we had a little bit more midfield depth, you know, it's a perfect opportunity, especially going forward. I mean, this is the next topic I want to broach, but Mark Murphy, you know, being able to put him behind the ball, put him at half back, giving him the opportunity to distribute, you know, he's, he's a great kick. He's got beautiful skills, you know, and he's 32 years of age. So, well, 33 years of age. So he's at the time of his career where, all right, well, let other blokes have a run in the midfield but we just don't have that depth. But you'd want to see eventually in the Carlton evolution that he can be able to fill that void off half back. So it brings me to the next point, you know, out of Murphy, Simpson and Betts, who goes on next year? It's a great point. Look, it's a great point. I was just talking to a, a mate of mine today about it, actually. Um, oh, there's this, we have this massive obsession in the Australian football media of retiring blokes. As soon as you get to 30, you've got to retire. Like, you've got to get the kids in. I, don't, I completely disagree with it. I call it the James McDonald effect of when James McDonald left Melbourne, 
oh, the yeah. club was oh, just in disarray. And I I look at it like guys like Cade Simpson, guys like Eddie Betts, guys like Matty Cruiser, I reckon they can pick and choose when they want to retire. And I would keep all of them on because my argument to that is this goes, well, we haven't really got anyone that's absolutely pushing them out of the of their positions. Simo's still playing reasonable footy. Eddie Betts has been, I, I feel, really consistent this year. I know he had a four-week low where we didn't kick goals, but he's okay, pressuring but Woody, the perceived pressure. Yep. But Woody, okay, okay, I get what you're saying, but let's say the variable comes in, trade period, mm-hmm. Carlton lands, Tom Papley. What happens to Betts then? We'll be back after a quick break. Eddie has a role. So, yeah, I would keep Eddie on. I mean, how good would it be to have Betts and Papley? From the outside, I'd keep Eddie on. I think he he, uh, offers a lot in terms of on-field, but off-field as well. I think his presence definitely gets the boys up and and about, and that leadership in the forward line is crucial, I I think, just from the outside. Can I ask a question to you two blokes? Again, someone I always look at something like what Tim McGrath did when he finished at Geelong. So Tim McGrath played 200 games for Geelong, started at North, went to Geelong, great player. When did the VFL in 2002? And one and captain the Geelong VFL Premiership. And and, and Woody, who was, that, who was in that? And Woody, who was in that team? Who was in that Geelong Premiership team? Vote two was. Oh, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Bartel. I think James Bloke. Kelly. I think you know a lot of these young blokes who became qualified yeah. three-time Premiership players. Yeah, Stevie Morris did the and same thing for Richmond as well. Yeah, and my question, my question is, someone like Kate Simpson, say if it gets to next year and it's looking like, oh, geez, you know, he's a little bit over the hill, yada, yada, yada. Why can't they say to Simo, mate, we'll keep you on the list as a rookie. We'll, you know, here's your, your pay packet. We want you to cap the twos and play development leadership role. Yeah, but you see, the, you've opened up a can of empty, but this is the thing that shoots me right now. The rookie list is not, was never designed for that. And you look at Lockie Henderson, how he is a rookie at Geelong you know, mm. he just circles to their needs and he comes in, you know, when they've got a few shortages in the back line. How he is able to be a rookie. The rookie list was never meant for that role. The rookie mm. list is for a player like Michael Gibbons or a player like Sam Mitchell who came onto the Hawthorne list after playing at Box Hill. Not for a 30, 31-year-old. It's funny, right? Because there's so many compromises in the AFL at the moment that it just... It's just another one. And I, I do tend to agree with you with that. I do think that 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 is that is true. That that rookie draft is not supposed to be like that. But while it is, might as well exploit it. Hundred percent. Boys, I'm enjoying the show. I could talk about this all day, honestly, with you boys. But I want to ask you a quick one before we get to a quiz, because I want to do a Carlton quiz and have some fun on the show as well. I want to get your Brownlow pick and your premiership pick. Uh I'll I'll go Jeez, Premiership, it's out of Geelong or Richmond, right? I reckon. Um, I'd probably go, I'm going to go Geelong. 
I just think that they've mm. got it all. They've gel- it's all gelled. I think Chris Scott's really changed the ball movement because that's been Geelong's biggest, biggest knock was their ball movement. Um, and, and the old theory goes, I, I think I heard um, someone speak about it recently. Look at the top five teams in the AFL at the moment. What have they got? They've got key forwards performing and kicking goals. And, and I just think when you've got Tom Hawkins in the form that he is in, I know Lynch and Rebold have been okay. They've been pretty good, but a little bit inconsistent where Hawkins is just looking free. He's moving well. He's someone they actually want to go and watch at the footy at the moment. So he's playing really well. And while you've got someone like Gary Rowan, who's that influential up forward 50, I'm going to go to the Cats. And Brownlow, geez, it's all up in the air, isn't it? Lockie Neal is probably your favourite, isn't yeah. he? Um, but that... But then from Lockie Neal, I mean, you just don't know. Paddy Dangerfield was best on ground by mile Friday night. He might pull threes. Safe yeah, bet. nice. For that Geelong pick, we're no longer friends. Uh, Damo, who wins the flag? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, a lot of conjecture out about Port Adelaide. But I mm. think that they've got a little bit of X factor to yeah. sort of really create like a spark it. in a final. You know, they've got exciting young players who can, you know, jag a few goals in a qualifying final and get into a preliminary final. Now, this is the real unknown. Do they get a preliminary final in Adelaide? You know, the AFL have decided if they're going to play finals in Adelaide. I think they probably will. So if they can finish top, which they look like they will, win themselves through a preliminary final, they're going to put themselves in a real good position for, obviously, a grand final berth. I think you throw a blanket over Geelong, Richmond and Collingwood for the next bit. I think put a line through West Coast. I, don't, I can't see... West Coast challenging for the flag this year, although they might drop into the top four. I just think away from home, you looked at how they played in the first round of games up on the Gold Coast and the Hubs. They were flat-footed. They looked like a team who just didn't want to be away from home. Mm. And, you know, that was shown by the fact Adam Simpson came out and was questioning how long they had to be there for. The the thing that I'm always annoyed at West Coast, now I'm I'm going to get bagged for this because people say, oh, you know, you're not giving West Coast enough credit. But, you're a five-goal better side at home. You know, so mm-hmm. you take the five goals away in any other ground, they're brought back to the field and a little bit more. So, yeah, I, I can't say them challenging. I think Port Adelaide will make it, and I reckon for their grand final partnership, it'll probably be Geelong, Richard or Collingwood, I reckon. Man, there you go. Port from Damien Tardy. I love it. And, and, for, the, and for, for the Brownlow, I, I, you can't deviate from Lockie Neal. Mm-hmm. He's 26 votes last year, and he's probably having... Just as good a season this year, albeit you know, yeah, short Yeah, not better. Yeah, definitely. All right, we're going to get to the quiz, boys. Now, use your name as your buzzers. And uh, be warned, though, if you answer first, a few of them are multiple choice, a few of them aren't, because I just do what I want here. So when you use your buzzer, if you get it wrong, the other person can answer. So it's dangerous. All right? So be careful. Oh, um, all right. Question one, boys. These are all Carlton-related, by the way. All right. How old is David Teague? Woody. Onion. Yep. Woody. 39. 39, correct. Woody's off. Bang. Second, does Eddie Betts have one or two ears pierced? Damo. Two. He has two, correct. Number three, which of these is Jacob Wiedering's favourite movie? Is it A, Step Brothers, B, Star Wars, or C, Happy Gilmore? Damien, I would say Star Wars. It is Star yeah, Wars. Well that. done, Dana. Yeah. Number four. What region of Italy are the Silvanis from? Is it A? Oh, oh yeah, go for it, Dana. No, no, no. Actually, yeah, finish. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Is it A, Veneto, B, Sicily, or C, Abruzzo? 
Oh, hey, Woody, I'll give you, I'll give you, I know this is not your area of expertise, but I'll give you a hint. Yeah. In Italian terms, it's sort of more Queensland than Tasmania. <laughs> okay. Is it, is it where the Ganados are from in uh, Abruzzo? What, is that what it's, how you say it? Uh, yes! Are you going to do Abruzzo? Is that well, your answer? Abruzzo. You're locking it, you're locking yeah. it in? No, oh, it's wrong. It's wrong, mate. Uh, it's a bit higher than that. Yeah, Damo, which, oh. which one is it? Veneto or Sicily? Oh, it's Veneto. It is Veneto. Damo gets oh, that. There's a nice go. little Fair documentary enough. on him on the Carlton website as well. Yeah, and you know who produced that, Woody? Probably who you. Who produced that okay. documentary? Uh, none other than uh, Luca Ganano. Luca Ganano. Yeah, I was going to guess exactly. it. Yeah. That's right. He's a good man, Luca. All right, number five. He's a good man. Which one of these famous Carlton supporting comedians has more Twitter followers? Okay. Is it A, Sam Pang, B, Dave Hughes, or C, Andy Lee? Woody, I'm going to go Andy Lee. Andy Lee? Andy Lee. Wrong. Damo, who is it? Well, then I think it's got to be Dave Hughes, but I would have it gone is. Andy Lee. Yeah, it's Dave Hughes. He's got 6.8k. Wow. Andy Lee's got yeah, 5.92. Actually, now I think about it, I reckon Andy Lee's probably more big in the Instagram crowd. You know, you sort mm. of, you know, 21, 28 year olds, whereas Hughes, you've got a bit more of a mature following, don't yeah, you? Damo's off to a 5. 4 yeah, 1 is leading. This is huge. Oh. All right, question six, and there's 11 questions. So there's time, Woody. Uh, Harry Mackay's favourite holiday destination. Is it A, Croatia, B, Greece, or C, Bali? Oh, I reckon he's a... Woody. Yeah, no, I think Woody... Woody went in first. Yeah, go. I'll go Bali. I'll go Bali. Not wrong. You see, yeah, I reckon wrong too. I reckon reckon Harry Mackay strikes me as a sort of sale Croatian boy. <laughs> You're on fire, mate. That's five for Damo. Bloody hell. But it is easy when Woody jumps in and gets it wrong, though. I must admit. Yeah, right. but I, I, reckon, I reckon Harry McCoy's the type of bloke to say, all right, you know, let's pack up for six weeks. Let's go to Croatia. You know, we'll go to Split. We'll like get on the boat and get on the time. That's it. It like, definitely is. Yeah. Uh, number seven. What's Zach Fisher doing in his last Instagram picture? Is it A, sitting in a hammock with his partner, B, holding his French bulldog, or C, celebrating a Carlton win? Woody, uh, I'm going to go A. No, he's not. It's not. Oh, he's not, I swear that was. No? That was, I'll give you that. That oh, was that his was... second last picture. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, su- yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised he didn't have an option that he was playing Fortnite or something. I reckon he's one of the He loves his games, players. doesn't he? he? Him and Charlie Curnow love playing Fortnite. Mm. So when is so, it, Damon? So what, 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 what is it Carlton celebrating a win or is he holding his French Bulldog? No, he's holding the first ball on. No, he's not. He was celebrating the cup. He, he put a picture of celebration after Nunesy kicked the goal and he yeah. said, ice in his veins and tag Nunesy. So none of you got that one. But all those options were actually Instagram posts from him, so they were on there. Definitely seen it. All right, number eight. Uh, Glenn Manson wore a distinctive black elbow pad on his arm. Which one was it? Damien. Damon. What is he's, he's right arm. Yeah, he's right arm, correct. Yeah, because you know why? Because he punched a glass window in the shop. This and... this was, Damo, this was, I had this. For a bonus point, tell me why. Go for it. Yeah, oh, because God. when he was younger, I think he would have been on the SNL list at the time when they won the 93 flag. He punched a glass window of the shop. And they told him he was never going to use his arm again. Yeah, that's what, yeah they're going to have to cut it off. Yeah, and then he parted ways with the Bombers, landed at Carlton, and, you know, 
go. Served as a reminder every day. You put it on exactly. there. Exactly. Had two, two drinks ever since that night. Hey, actually, for another bonus. Yeah, do you want a bonus question, point for that, folks. Woody, as well? Yeah. Hey, I'll give you guys a bonus question. Glenn Manson had a distinctive piercing. Where was it? Oh, it was on his. Um, oh, on yeah. The, it was in, in on the, the pants. On the, the pants. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I'll get a point for myself. Yeah. yeah. Woody knew that too, but I'll just give myself one. Um, yeah. Number nine. <laughs> Which one of these is one of Tom DeConing's pre-game rituals routine? Is it A, a long morning walk and a coffee? B, brushing his teeth? C, a ham and pineapple pizza? Woody, I'm going to go A. For a long morning walk and coffee? Yeah. Incorrect, mate. So, is it B or C? left to centre. I reckon he's a top bloke to sort of brush his teeth. He is. Well done. But they was killing it. This is a joke. This is like the Mervyn Purvis quick quiz. Hey. Woody, halfway through this, this was like the 1970 grand final. I was straight ahead. This is turning into the 2007 grand final now. Bloody hell. All right, this is two, two, two to go, boys. All right. Which of these is Jack Noon's favourite musician? Is it A, Andrea Bocelli, B, Taylor Swift, or C, Dua Lipa? He looks like a Tay-Tay man. Uh, no, he's not. Oh, he's not Andrea Bocelli man. He can't be an Andrea Bocelli man. Is that your answer? No, I'm going Dua Lipa. No, it's Andre Bocelli. I'm going to go Andre Bocelli. he loves oh, him. Kid, he wouldn't even know any songs from Andre Bocelli. <laughs> that's, his, that's his choice, mate. That's what he put down. So yeah, All he does is time to say goodbye. Well, he probably likes it. He likes it. What's wrong with that? Well, you're in the lead, Damon. Stop complaining. All right, 11. 11. Last one. Woody. This is worth 10 points. No, it's not. It's worth one point, but you can, you're playing for gold. Okay, <laughs> who kicked the first goal in the 95 grand final? Ah, uh, I saw that. I reckon it was. Damo? Was it Craig Bradley? It was Craig Bradley. <laughs> well done. Yeah, Craig Bradley to the putt oh, right into the ground as the umpire comes in and goes bang on the rubber knob here at Waverley Park. Bang from 50. That hey, is actually. Nine points hey, for you, Damo. Add- yeah, hey, go for James, it. can we add a supplementary segment here and yeah, go talk for about Sean Woodward's working relationship with the big fisherman Rex Hunt himself? Oh, I love oh. Rex Hunt. Yeah, I don't think Rex is the biggest fan of our Woody. Really? Why? Well, well, Why? well which, which infamous criminal did Rex Hunt liken you to? It was, was it A, Roger Rogerson, B, B Carl Williams, <laughs> Or C, Ivan Malat. <laughs> Ivan Malat. Which one, do you? C. You are correct. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I can see it. And I can uh, see we've it. got Woody over here. He's helping Ben. The equivalent of Ivan Malat giving him camping tips. <laughs> oh, no. Woody. Buddy, I love Rexy. He's the, he was my favourite commentator ever. He's a legend. Yeah, I love him too, but I, he just, yeah, we're trying Doesn't to get like that you. love going at two Boys, <laughs> boys, the um, the Zoom call is running out, so I've got to get going, but this has been great. And I really, are you going to come back on again? Can I get you to come back? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, good, good. Yeah, I love it. The Blues Brothers, thank you so much, mate. I can't wait to do it again. Appreciate the chat. Thanks, James. Make sure you share it as well. See you, fellas. See you, boys. Right, the Blues Brothers, how good was that? I <laughs> love talking to those guys.